What's shaking you tubanites to steal a phrase from King of the Golden State? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Lords of Longbox presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week. And in honor of Lunar New Year and the Year of the Tiger, there's only one thing to do while you guys congregate. language there was in that song wow <laughs> just a little bit you know maybe she's french and she doesn't understand that there's curse words but shout out to dj lady style uh shout out to everybody on twitter that's watching uh apparently i'm i am not on stitch or twitch right now i have to fix that but hey salute to everybody uh happy thursday to you guys uh this is the cover price shakers of the week i won't get to everybody saying hello everybody just wave yeah, let's see. Hello, everybody. Yeah, this this comes from our friends at Cover Price, uh, looking at the um, uh, biggest sales, the most interesting sales of the week, and uh, you know what? This week, I think you got a good chance for maybe uh, two or three out of two ten. Three. But there's a couple, a couple on there couple. that I'm like never seen in my life before. But uh, that's what makes this list awesome. We're giving you hope, is what we're saying. You know what I'm saying? That's all you need. So you're so, telling uh, me there's a chance. There yeah, is a chance. chance. Uh, first of all, this show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com. So uh, make sure you go over there, sign up for a two-week free trial or $6.99 a month for price guides, collections of trends, the movers list, shakers list, and the top 10 that we do. Also, our friends at Key Collectibles. Go over to Facebook.com, Key Collectibles, or Instagram, dash Key Collectibles for all your CGC facilitating needs. And he does a bang-up job of pressing show is also sponsored by our wonderful friends over Karis Comics. Uh, go to KRSComics.com. Use this gun code of L-O-T-L-B, and you can scrape some, uh, save some McRib cash on this bad boy that drops tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Boom. Mike Mayhew. Boom. 
Star money. Star, Star Wars number twenty one. Darth Vader at that. Oh man, I don't, I'm trying to remember if uh, Mayhew has ever done a Vader cover because I think he's done some High Republic yeah, covers, but that's awesome. but that is deep deep red that is gnarly so tomorrow be sure because um from what krs has told me he's already getting a lot of uh um people asking about it so it may it may be one of those quick sellouts so all right this is the weekly shakers list so let's get right to it boys and girls jb why don't you kick us off oh man you ready for this one i love these great stories first off we've got amazing spider-man issue 194 the air print originally published in 1979 you're like what air print right well most Spidey fans know Black Cat and the significance of her first appearance in Amazing Spider-Man 194. Those that are market savvy know this book has been on the rise for years and has seen a meteoric rise in the past year and a half. Some may even know that this 1979 book has newsstand and Whitman Direct editions and that the Whitmans were not that widely distributed in the late 70s. But most are likely unaware of the rarest ASM 194, the error version. Heck, even CGC doesn't acknowledge it, and our competitors don't differentiate the sales. That's really too bad, because the error edition goes for a significant premium over both the most prevalent newsstand edition and the harder-to-find Whitman edition. Fortunately, at cover price, we look for these outliers and differentiate them. In fact, we caught the first recorded CGC graded sales all in the past month. A CGC 6.0 for $750. An 8.0 copy went for $1814. And a 9.0 copy sold for $2,500. That's compared to the non-error sales, which tend to range around $350, $5.25, and $775 respectively. So... How can you tell the error version from the other versions? Hmm. Well, it looks like a Whitman Direct edition, but it has a yellow section in the upper right corner to the right of the Comics Code Authority box. So what are you waiting for? Go check your copies and see if you have the error version. Holy moly, man. What do you think of that? That little box of yellow right there. Uh, that's amazing blink, just blink that one little thing nowadays will just set collectors off i mean you know that's crazy i mean if you were to see it you would just be like eh, i don't you know just buy it you know and just if don't you were to think see it, it i probably would have never noticed yeah you know, i could see not noticing it at all yeah um speaking of you know it wasn't supposed to be there sure Exactly. Well, if you look at all the other ones, you know, you, if you put it by I guess side by side, by really the inspect, them. but I'm not, I don't do that. So personally, I would never notice. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Spider-Man news, they, uh, they just announced the Madam Web um, series yeah. finally casting. casting and it's going to be the girl from 50 Shades of Grey. So this means they're not doing an old ass Madam Web. And I think on the last... Letters of Longbox show uh, on Sunday, Mikey Sutton, we talked about it, that they're going to Aunt May, Madam Webb. Well, they didn't Aunt May, or they went even younger. So I'm thinking, there. if you look it up, there is a Julia Carpenter version of uh, Madam Webb. 
So maybe they do an amalgam of each, but that's pretty dope, man. So I can expect that list, that book to be on certain lists next week, maybe perhaps the top uh-huh. 10, you know? Uh, right. So yeah, there's, yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's, you know, obviously there's Madam Web. There's, uh, then there's Julia Carpenter who first appeared in Secret Wars number six. And then she appeared in uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Captain Mar- a Miss Marvel book as Arachne. I think that's how you pronounce it. And then she appeared as Madame Web later on in an earlier run of uh, a newer run of Amazing Spider. I forget the number right off the top of the head. But um, for all you speculators, you guys already know shit. Our, our viewers are, are are dirty, good flippers, and you guys know what time it is. So, all right, Amazing Spider-Man number 194, the yellow little error variant right on the upper right hand corner for $2,500 for a 9.0 boy you people in your deep pockets all right here's one that I think uh possibly is an offer yeah we've talked about manga before we're talking about magazine number 11 from Antarctic Press in 1989 and any comic book digger at uh, uh, any comic book digger at there will instantly recognize out there will instantly recognize the series gold digger The title has a constant presence in back-issue bins and at antique markets. However, there's a reason for that. Gold Digger, written and drawn by Fred Perry, is the longest-running U.S. comic book that's been written and drawn by the original creator. And it all started with this title's first appearance in this 1989 issue of Magazine No. 11, which sold for a massive $3,500 for a CGC 9.4 this week. Many of you probably passed by the titles thinking it's about a money-hungry single woman. However, the series is a little more on the nose as it features Gina Babette Diggers, an archaeologist adventurer who seeks out hidden treasures and ancient hidden mysteries. Literally, a gold digger. The series was heavy anthropomorphic uh, focus as well, hence all the notable furry covers. Uh, this a first that can easily be passed over, so keep an eye out for it. There you go, boys and girls. I should have queued up the old uh, song by uh, Kanye and what's his name, uh, Gold Digger, for uh, this one. Yeah. <laughs> Antarctic Press Magazine number eleven. Wow, thirty five hundred, and that's just. Uh, I mean, not unless somebody knows something about uh, Gold Digger being made and developed or something like that. But a lot of times. Either it's just a hardcore collector or, like I, we always say, there's a cabal of, you know, people who know people that are saying, hey, by the way, did you know this is being developed? And they go and buy it. So wouldn't be surprised, man. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, oh, shout out to uh, – hold on now. I got to address the Super Chat. Sorry about that, man. No problem. Um, okay, you know. There you go. There we go. Thank you. Appreciate it. Shout out to Josh G. Shout out to uh, to you guys tonight. And my Bengals, who day? Haven't seen right. a Super Bowl in three days decades yes josh g even though i i'm uh, i'm a i'm a i'm a commanders fan uh but um uh, but my kin my kin 12 is from the covington cincinnati uh area so i'm pulling for the Bengals. i can still remember the Bengals when the the uh the icky shuffle what was his name and um uh, and then remember icky woods, man icky woods. woods i even go back farther i remember the court uh way back in the 70s early 80s kenny anderson as a quarterback kenny anderson yeah. yeah that's right man 
Uh, Bengals have some good squads, but they've never won a Super Bowl. So I'm pulling for them to win a Super Bowl. Rams won yeah. a Super Bowl four. Yeah, so, you know, th- so th- hey, th- thanks for the 499 Super Chat. But I got to go for the Rams because Matthew Stafford is the closest the Lions are ever going to get. Oh, that's to a true. Super Bowl. That's the closest. So <laughs> hey, I got to root for Matthew Stafford. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm rooting for one person. Happen. I don't care about the rest of the team. Fuck don't sleep on that, Ryan. Stafford, you guys, they, Stafford. they, the Rams gave up a lot for for Stafford. So we'll see what the just, uh, it's, it's hard Lions do. In Detroit, baby, when it comes to football. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Well, <laughs> hard learning in Detroit wherever, unless you were a Red Wings fan back in the day. I'm trying to think. Uh, hey, the Tigers did well for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, he got old too, Miggy. Um, but yeah, well, I'm pulling for, you know, I'm pulling for good. the Bengals because my, be my cousin lives in Cincinnati. Um, I, my prediction will be it'll be the lowest rated Super Bowl ever. Uh, I don't think because, you know, these aren't, you know, shiny teams. You know, people were expecting like the Chiefs and maybe Chiefs and Niners would have got a lot more viewers than, you know, I mean, Rams don't have that big of a fan base. Uh, I mean, you saw it at the at the, the Niners Rams games. Half the stadium was full of red. It was kind of uh, ridiculous because, you know, the Rams first started in L.A. Then they went to St. Louis where they won and then they moved back. So but the SoFi Stadium is a beautiful arena. But I will say this. I think the halftime show is going to get a ton of viewers. And then people are going to switch off after halftime. <laughs> It's going to be a great show. Yeah, I'm. Uh, my girlfriend's like, I'm staying home. I'm going to watch. Uh, I'm just going to watch Super Bowl for the halftime show. And uh, I was like, oh, great. Because normally she goes yeah. to Disneyland. But uh, anyway, manga, magazine number 11 from Antarctic Press from 1989. $3,500 and a 9.4. All right. What do we got next? Wow, this is a mouthful. This is Robotech 2, the Sentinels, book number four, issue number 13. It's from Academy Comics Limited, and uh, it's well known that a last issue of a run tends to hold significant value. This issue also winded down Academy Comics' short one-year publishing run of the franchise. Then add in this all-black cover, age 27 years, putting around in bad issue bins, and you have one pricey book. It's considered one of the rarest Robotech comics, with sources pointing to an unconfirmed print run of around a thousand copies about this week rare cgc 9.4 came to market and sold for a new high of 975 dollars this first nine issues don't sell for much uh so any store scanning these will most likely throw the entire series together in one dollar back issue bins bundle this together uh it's a great stealth buy so go out there and dig in them long boxes tony h with the comment of the day um i have more relatives that are Bengals players than i have books on the list i think he said i think he said chris collinsworth is his cousin i was like touche good shout out well hopefully we can get you uh, more under unless you have more than just chris collinsworth as a relative so uh later on in the list it gets a little bit easier there's some more modern books but uh, that's the best comment of the day so far uh okay so uh robotech 2 sentinels book four Issue number 13. You kidding me? That is a mouthful. So, uh, you know, a man, I can't wait. Uh, man, as soon as that Macross series gets announced, I got my Macross number one ready to go, man. Come on, announce it already. It's been in development forever. Now I think they have the technology to do it, especially with all the recent like Kaiju and giant mecha show movies like Pacific Rim and Kaiju. A perfect time to do Robotech, even though they're not, you know, unless, you know, the giant city turns into a robot, but, you know, just 
just mecha in in you know in general is a genre of of manga and anime so it'd be cool to see it man and and now they have the technology to do it because can, can you imagine like like think about the first uh robocop movie and how that it was almost stop i think it was stop motion animation how they did like the giant uh the giant uh, ro- uh kind of robot that was on two feet. You remember oh, the thing yeah. that? Oh, yeah, the second yeah. one. Was, the second one. It was horrible yeah. Looking. Yeah. yeah, it was like stop motion animation. It wasn't even CGI. Claymation. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Shout out to Ray Harryhausen and the old, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sinbad movies and all those. But uh, yeah, stop motion animation, boys. Well, hey, I watched sh- uh, Clash of the Titans, and that wasn't too bad. Bro, I mean, it's cheesy, but it's still sweet. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Are you kidding all me? When time. I was a kid, I couldn't wait to see Clash of the Titans, man. Oh, man. The new Perseus. ones are even kind of okay. I see. Yeah, yeah. You know what? They're well. kind of they're kind of goofy. Well. They're kind of goofy. The new ones, but I love any mythology, Greek, Norse, yeah. any movies based on mythology. Although, it's Gods of Egypt is horrible. Owl. No, Gods <laughs> of Egypt is is god awful. That is I really... just saw that it was horrible. You're right. Oh my it god! Yeah, horrible. that's the exception to the norm of a mythology movies. What God of Egypt is 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 awful and excalibur is at the top of of, oh, of that's awesome oh, arthurian legends I got, actually yeah. i need to i need to re- go back and revisit that one john borman's excalibur is one of my top five movies of all time man a dream to some a nightmare to others all right here we go Ooh. all right so robotech 2 on the list what do we got up next all right next up on the list we've got the sensational she hulk issue number 14 the brian boland promotional cover only Originally published in 1990. Like, wait a minute, what? Now, this weird piece of comics history just sold for $302 raw, and it's not even a full-grown comic. In 1990, utterly brilliant British comics legend Brian Boland of Judge Dredd, Camelot 3000, and DC's Killing Joke had designs to draw a cover for Marvel's sensational She-Hulk. An obsessive draftsman and perfectionist, Mr. Boland did not submit his finished art in time to meet the production deadline. To ensure that She-Hulk remained on schedule, Marvel recruited Mark Teixeira and Harry Candelero to complete Boland's rough preliminary sketch. While certainly nice, the printed cover paled in comparison to Boland's actual illustration. After the issue's initial publication, Marvel released Boland's completed cover as a single sheet wrap around cover, a promotional piece intended to advertise the current sensational She-Hulk story arc. Not a full replacement issue. This was a single piece of clay coated cover stock paper featuring what would have been the cover for She-Hulk 14. Internal text explained the mix-up in Mighty Marvel Manor and previewed the covers for issues 16 and 17. No interior pages, just a replacement cover. Now, She-Hulk has always been pretty cool, but she's about to step into the spotlight like never before with her very own Disney Plus show. As a member of both the Avengers as well as the Fantastic Four, also soon to join the MCU, Shulky might play a huge part in the cinematic world we've grown to love. We should keep an eye on all things She-Hulk, sensational or savage. I agree. This is, so just to clarify, this was a cover, just a cover 
that somebody paid three hundred dollars for. Okay, uh, and uh, of course, my favorite Brian Bolin is uh, I didn't he do the the Wonder Woman cover um, uh, that they made a statue out of. That's yep. like one that that's a gort. That's one of my favorite Wonder Woman cover. Or one of my favorite covers of the Copper Age is the Boland. Uh, and you can see how almost the same Harry did. But it, the cover he did on Wonder Woman is so majestic. She's kind of standing at a profile. She's got a shield. And I do believe they ended up making a bust or a, or a statue of the Brian Boland cover. But that's a, a promotional cover only, boys and girls. Somebody paid $300. Wonder Woman 72, thank you very much, Planet Arizona Comics. Yeah, Wonder Woman 72, I think I still have it, um, is, is a gorgeous Wonder Woman cover. But uh, there you go. Sensational She-Hulk issue number 14. The cover sold for $300. You all have lost your damn minds. But wait, there's more. This next one yeah, is definitely an offer. Hold my beer. <laughs> That's right. We're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog number one quarter from Archie in 1992. And Sonic the Hedgehog's first appearance is a tad complicated. His first official comic book appearance uh, is in Sonic the Hedgehog number one promotional mini comic that released alongside the first video games 1991 release. The same issue was reprinted later that year as an insert in multiple DC comics and video game magazines. These are frequently listed as the original, though it's thinner <clears throat> newspaper quality paper is very noticeable. While all that's with all that said, the Sega mini comic absolutely predates this ha- uh, this quarter issue, which previews the 1992 number zero start of Archie's Sonic comic run. It's important to note that many sources like w- Wikipedia incorrectly notate that this is Sonic's first appearance, hence the multitude of listings noting that it's as the first. Due to the misinformation, this quarter issue uh, has a significant market price uh, led by uh, lead over the mini. This week, it hit an all-time high sale of 2750 for a CGC 9.4. For comparison, yeah, oh. the rare promotional uh, mini comic hit a high of 1000 for a 9-8 in September 2021. And all I hear from that is that there's some buying opportunity uh, right now for that that promotional mini-comic. People need to be hunting that thing down. Crazy. Uh, shout out to Matt DeVoe for just the, 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 the history and information on this. That is absolutely nuts. Um, great job, man. So, yeah, Sonic Quarter Issue from 1992. We keep saying it every week, man. Nostalgia buys, man. Video games, uh, movie covers, all that stuff is like uh, is uh, you know is the new norm uh, apparently. So I mean, we'll see how it goes. But I mean, we've seen multiple video games or homages to video games. Hell, I think last week we had like a there was an eight bit cover on here. I think last week. Um, so there you go. So Sonic the Hedgehog issue number four. Um, next up is a book that. Uh, you don't, you know, you don't, you know, not many people talk about, but there's, you know, there's a diehard group of people that dig this kind of stuff. Somebody in the chat's going to have this. Yeah, it's Star Trek number one from Gold Key back in 1967. And as Spock said, you may find that having is not so pleasing a thing as wanting. This is not logical, is often true. Sure seems true these days with comic collectors and Star Trek number one from Gold Key. The story revolves around a planet where alien spores have the ability to infect humans, turning them into plant life forms. One of the crew turns into a tree and is killed 
you know, the guy who you never learn his name. You only see if you're a few seconds on screen. Probably has a red shirt. That red guy. Shirt, is yeah. 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 Uh, ultimately, the crew escapes the perils of the living planet, beams back to the Enterprise, and makes a plan to destroy the planet itself. This comic has always been highly desirable, somewhat expensive and difficult to find in the wild. But a few weeks ago, we saw a CGC 9.4 sell for a remarkable $13,800. And the trickle-down effect seems to be in full bloom. Very recently, a CGC 3.5 sold for $275, which is $80 more than the previous high sale in the same grade. And a PGX 6.0 reached $800. One hundred dollars more than a CGC copy in the same grade. Sucker! <laughs> wow. The real gains, however, have been with raw copies. We had not seen any raw sales of this book hit the four hundred dollar mark before the new year. In the month of January alone, we have seen three big raw sales of five hundred twenty-five dollars, eight hundred dollars, and nine hundred and eleven dollars, respectively. Pretty amazing sales that boldly have gone where no other raw Star Trek oh, number one has gone before. Go <laughs> oh god! Um, and just for for also relevance, the highest known graded copy is a nine point six that sold in two thousand nineteen for twenty grand. So oh, wow. yeah, wow. Uh, so yeah, that's a true Trekkie buying uh, a PTX. They don't like to be called Trekkies; they're Trekkers. Uh, if you watch fanboys, oh, okay, they're, they're they're we don't want to disparage the uh, tr- Star Trek community, although you suck. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Star Trek number one from 1967, 911 for a raw copy. So you know what? I mean, if you do Star Trek, what do you have to follow up with it? Well, no, it's the halfway point, right? Aren't you? Aren't you going to? Oh the, yeah. Uh... Well, yeah. I mean, I just I. <laughs> Oops. Bur- well, I you might as well lead. do it. Yeah. You already. Yeah, I might as well do it. Go ahead, and then I'll do it after that, man. But after Star Trek, we got to follow up with the. We got to follow it up with Star Wars, Darth Maul issue number two, the David Aha one in twenty five variant, originally published in two thousand and seventeen. To say Darth Maul two is trending is an understatement. It's the first canon appearance of a particular character who recently appeared in a popular Disney Plus series. Now, click the title link to see who that character is if you feel like spoiling it for yourself. Either way, you're going to be seeing a lot of this book for the next several weeks. It's already hit a new high of $1,949 for a CGC 9.8 and will most likely get a new high before the weekend's over. For sure, and it'll show. Yeah, up no uh, spoilers in the live chat. Who, because this please, this has please. direct ties to the Book of Boba Fett. So, and the it was freaking awesome. Epic. It was epic. It was freaking awesome. When you see it, you'll know who it is, and um, you know this issue kind of gives away. But we're not going to tell you. So, not you know, because you know it only came out a couple days ago. So try not to spoil your fellow collectors in the live chat. But you know, uh, I can tell you, as soon as this book came out, man, as soon as you know, people have been specking on it for a while now. But man, after last night, all you have to do was like you know at midnight or whenever he appeared on screen on the West Coast, go and look on eBay. Things were disappearing left and right. Uh, but it's uh. It's. Uh, I think it's still got room to grow, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, yeah, Star Wars, Darth Maul, issue number two, the David Aha or Aja one and two. Aja, sorry, sorry, my whatever, friend. man. 
Aha, uh, take on me. There you go. Oh, like uh, look, yeah. in Brazil, it's ha, right? If you say ha, ha, ha it's J-A-J-A-J-A. So yeah, in Brazil, the, the J is actually not silent. So it's instead of Jose, it's Jose. Uh, well, no, no, I'm Portuguese saying like Brazil. when you're laughing, like we spell ha, 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 H-A-H-A-H-A. They spell it J-A-J-A-J-A. Ah, check out the big brains on Brad. Look Speaking of big brains, are you tired <laughs> of paying 10 or 15%? Join the 1% revolution from our new uh, friends at MySlabs.com. Tired of paying 10%, 15% or more to sell your cards, comics, and digital collectibles? How does 1% sound? Too good to be true? Well, not anymore. MySlabs.com is the web's premier user-driven marketplace for buying and selling slabbed cards, sealed wax, and now slab comics and digital collectibles. So the next time you're forced to pay 10% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com and join the 1% revolution. I'll be posting as soon as my uh, 17 book CTC submission comes back. Uh, probably seven, 14 of them will be going up on myslabs.com. Go check out myslabs.com. And when you sign up for a seller, say where you heard it from. Say you heard it from the Lords. Uh, and uh, there you go. So Star Wars, Darth Maul, issue number two, the David Aha Aja, one in 25, variant from 2017. All right. Here's a chance I, for you guys to get on the board, I think at least, because uh, I've seen a lot of people post this book before. Yeah, definitely, definitely much more gettable here. We're looking at Ultimates number one, the Art Adams one in fifty variant from Marvel in twenty fifteen. An Ultimates number one from twenty fifteen, one in fifty incentive variant by Art Adams sold for a high of six hundred and ten dollars for a nine point eight this week, and a raw copy sold for one hundred and eighty seven dollars and eighty cents. The twelve issue series by Al Ewing features art by Kenneth Rock Rockefort, matching the vibrancy of the story. Issue number one features the first appearances of Ao and Anika, guards of T'Challa and part of the Dora Milaje. Uh, they appear in multiple panels but are not named. Ao and Anika take a, on a greater significance in the Tanahasi Coates run, uh, starting in Black Panther number one from 2016. But Ultimates number one is their first appearance. We look forward to the Florence Kasumba's ongoing appearance as ao in the black panther wakanda forever movie uh the ultimates team also oh, form in this comic blue marvel captain marvel who goes by binary uh black panther monica rambo as spectrum and america chavez at miss miss america in addition to the rising uh in addition to rising on the black panther movie spec this run is also important in the galactus mythology and so it has risen alongside with post-eternal speculation that Galactus may also be coming to the MCU. Further, the book features the first team-up of a number of characters who are being introduced into the MCU, like Monica Rambeau, America Chavez, or who have upcoming movie features like Captain Marvel. The Art Adams cover gives collectors a high-ratio incentive variant cover that is also one of the best Galactus covers out there. Normally, we see Galactus standing erect in space, but here he is crouched, ready for action in an urban setting. Also, keep on the lookout for the Terry Dodson 1 in 25 incentive variant with the whole Ultimates team on the cover. I love this run. I, when, Ooh, which one is that? Hold on a minute. Uh, yeah, this is the Ultimates now run. noticing that? 
So in this Ultimates run, I do believe this is where the like eternity is locked in chains, and then this also is the one where it's Galactus, the God, the Life Bringer, or whatever. The exact opposite, right? And instead of destroying words, you see like a yellow Galactus who create worlds. But if you don't know, Io or Ao is the she's the Dormalaji chick that was in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, do you remember they appeared in there? So I meant. I, you know, I, it's kind of hard to say if they bought it for that or it's just a dope-ass cover, 1 to 50, and Galactus, and it's a great story. But it was also happens to be the first appearance of uh, Ayo. A-Y-O is her name. Uh, and she's uh, part of the Dormelage that was in the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier when they showed up. So uh, there you go. But Art Adams killed it on this cover. Loved it, man. This is the, If you haven't read this run, it's a great run. Um, totally different than the Ultimates. That was the Ultimate line. That was the Avengers. This is the Ultimates, which is... They're like all like cosmic-powered heroes, except for T'Challa, since he's just super smart. They're super-powered or super-smart people that were on this team of the Ultimates. And it, it's a great read if you haven't peeked it out, man. So... Ultimates number one, the Art Adams one and fifty from two thousand fifteen. One eight seven on the undercover cap. All right, uh, another book that I've seen uh, posted that you, uh, it's a good chance for you to get on the board as well. It's gorgeous, and a lot of people have posted it before just because of the artwork. So what do we got? It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I tell you, it's uh, you know Eric Grandoff, Uncanny uh, Avengers number one, the one in seventy five. Um, it's unarguably a gorgeous cover by Eddie Granoff. Addy. Addy? What did I say? Addy? Yeah. Uh, this was a big title in 2012, so 1 in 75 isn't impossible to get. However, 10 years later, this isn't particularly easy to find. This growing scarcity has led to increased prices with Scarlet Witch hexing a new all-time high of $400 for a CGC 9.8. That is gorgeous. Mm. Almost as gorgeous as his girlfriend slash wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever see an Adi Grano's booth, she uh, she works there. You just you just you just look at her like, how, how did you score that, dude? Uh, you know, I, I think she's an IG model or something like that. And she has like this kind of a Ukrainian blonde kind of uh, model look to her. But yeah, this this cover is absolutely gorgeous, man. Uh, Adi Granov, number one. One in seventy-five, man, and you know what? You don't see many one in seventy-fives anymore. Not I think about it, right? You know, one in twenty-fives, one in fifties, one in one hundreds, just like the one in tens, and you know, one in fifteens. Remember those? I mean, one in seventy-five. I mean, you know, you know, in two thousand and twelve, man, you know, that's kind of weird to think about it. But here you go. So, Uncanny Avengers number one, the Adi Granoff. One in seventy-five from two thousand and twelve. I, I gotta think I I have this somewhere, man. I could have sworn because I, I, you know, I love the cover, and this also got a bump when the uh, Wandavision series started again too. So we go from Uncanny Avengers number one to a rather weird book, but rather pretty cool. Definitely cool. Now before we get to this last one on the list, shout out to this fantastic chat tonight. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure you're hitting that thumbs up, and also. Shout out to Cover Price and all the writers and staff over there for presenting this fantastic information for us. All right, last one on the list. We've got Weird War Tales, issue number one, originally published in 1971 from DC Comics, the inaugural issue of DC's sometimes horror, sometimes science fiction, sometimes supernatural war anthology, sold this week for $1,140 in a CGC 9.6. Now, in 1971, 
changes to the Comic Code Authority allowed publishers, writers, and artists to finally once again depict horror and supernatural elements in comics. Weird War Tales was a crazy thrill ride of war-themed stories, post-apocalyptic cautionary tales, and, well, Medusa, Frankenstein's monster, a vampire, a werewolf fighting Nazis. I mean, during its 12-year, 124-issue run, Weird War Tales introduced the aforementioned Motley crew, the Creature Commandos, as well as G.I. Robot. Jeez. That is, wild, that is a wild, that is a wild, wild team, man. But I am weird war tales. Remember ghost tank, the unknown soldier, all these kind of weird supernatural war things that took place in war too. Like ghost tank to me is like one of the, one of the craziest stories ever. I think it's a DC book as well. I do believe ghost tank, mm-hmm. um, but you know, Hey man, DC, there's a Trevor, you have a treasure trove of IP that you can make movies and shows out of, man. I, give me weird, weird war tales. Or give me oh, Ghost Tank. I swear right? to God, that would be so You want me to so finish dope. the read? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I'm I thought sorry. you were done. Yeah, it's sure a long ass read. Um, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, all right. Where would we be right now? Of note, this book also served as a launching pad for industry giants Walt Simonson and Frank Miller, later of Manhunter, Mighty Thor, and Daredevil fame, respectively. This week's sale was an all-time high for a book that introduced fictional horror to the horrors of war. Nice. Wow. Did not know nice. that. Walt Simonson, huh? I didn't know that either. Yeah. Wow. So much great information. Every yeah, I'm reading Thursday his store run night, right now. Tuesday and Thursday nights. The information that gets dropped here is fantastic. But wait, there's more. We're going to see what's shaking today, boys and girls. So if you're new to the channel or you're catching us on the Rewind, make sure we go live every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, if you listen on podcasts, I know we have quite a few People to listen on podcasts, we're on Spotify, iTunes as well. But, uh, you know, watch us live and you can interact with the live chat. There's 130 of yeah, you guys on there. Fun, but, the yeah, party. Don't Come get, well, don't leave yet, boys and girls. We're going to see gonna what's shaking pink. today, man. See, the podcast see. can't see what we're looking at right now. I know. Yeah, I know. We're going to so get we there right now. Talk it up a little bit. Right, Shout out to that chat, man, hanging out with us. All right. So uh, now you guys can see it, right? Yes, we can. All right. So, oh, look at that. They even had a Keras Comics exclusive right there on the cover. So uh, let's see what's shaking a day. So this is the top 10 that we already covered earlier this week. These are the highest units sold. Look at that. Fantastic 4358. We might have to do a movie Ooh, show one day. Of course, Darth purple. Maul. Um, but I'm here for the Shakers. And uh, this is always a fun list to look at because there are some weird and terrific books on here. Speaking of the devil, this is Terrific Comics number five. Look, oh, at, look that. at that. Holy she is, She's about to get messed up yeah big time, she did man. to piss someone off dude you yeah. got the Ku Klux Klan in the back over there with I the white think hood? so Good that is, Lord. some bad stuff going there's on there's a lot of stuff girl. going on on this but, hey our homie's up there on the front with his gun so he's gonna try to help her I hope because before she hits that spike so uh this is a, a classic LLB Cole bondage cover for you bondage mm-hmm. collectors out there a raw dog so for four grand oh, four play grand it. play it Tivo come on Where's it at? I'll play it for you. I should be playing these. (laughs) All right. Four grand for a raw copy of this bad boy. Uh, Where is it? I know what you want me to play, but. uh, Yeah, I can't. You're all the way. You have a ton of stuff in here. Holy. I know. Here. Pay him. Pay that man his money. 
<laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Oof, man. But hey, it's from uh, 1944, so four grand. Let's see. That is the highest known value so far, February 2nd. So there you go. Look at a lot of DC on here. You know, you got House of Secrets, of course, Hulk 181. Um, look at uh, Green Lantern. That's a goofy cover. Uh, Black Knight is starting to move up. Look at this. Young Allies from 1942. Is that Red Skull? Yeah, this is wow. like. Uh, this is like, um, I think that's uh, Toro or the original Human Torch, the Android version. There's uh, Bucky. 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 Yeah. Oh. 2750 for a raw dog from 1942. Young Allies. Man, that is pretty awesome, man. Um, as stated, there's, this, hey, I'm going to see this action comics. Look at that. I don't see this too often. Oh, that's a really dull cover. So far, I know we couldn't even find a good copy. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's like so nine. old. It's like, what is that, issue nine? Wow. Issue yeah. number nine. But you got 64 pages for 10 cents. Get out of here, man. A 1.5, so for 22.50. Highest known oh, value, uh, 8,300 for 4.0. You know what? I would pay, you know, 3.5 or you know, 1.5. You know, that's a bit of history. If you buy any comic pre-1940, go for it. That's what I pre-1940. say. Pre-1940. You know, let's go and talk about. Let's here we go. Crime mysteries issue number four. Look at that. Ah, my pretty one. They call me the mad scientist, but I will fool the whole world with this experiment. Oh, <laughs> that is a, they did a good job. All right, good job. That was that was fantastic. Nine. A 4.0 so for $1,700. Highest known value is 13200 for a true for a crime story comics. Man, that is awesome, man. Of course, Kang is on here. Ah, I just posted a, a Instagram video showing all my deadly hands of kung fu books, and this is one of them. First appearance of the Jack of Hearts, one of my favorite characters. One of my favorite characters who unceremoniously uh, blew the fuck up in Avengers Disassembled. <laughs> he he just showed up on the front doorstep and just blew up. I was like, damn. I think it was the Avengers Disassembled where that happened, and he blew up Avengers Mansion basically. But uh, it's also not the first appearance of the White Tiger. But the first appearance of Jack of Hearts, uh, graded 9.4, sold for uh, 935 bones. This entire run is dope, though. Uh, it's, a, it's a kung fu magazine. Um, that's a Darth Maul on here. I wonder why. We still I wonder you. why. We're not going to tell you. This book is back on here again. Uh, Special Marvel Edition number 15, first appearance of Shang-Chi, 850 for an 8.5. Highest known value, 20 grand at its height. But it's settled into about ten grand now, um, you know. Uh, so man, I should have sold it. But you know what? I sold my nine sixes, my nine two, and my nine. Uh, Saga's four. back. Yeah. Saga's back. Well, you know why Saga just restarted again um, the back. series after a long hiatus. Um, so Saga number one, first appearance of Marco, Alana, the Will, Lion Cat, and Prince Robot V, who has a weird TV as a head. Weird. Uh, yeah. Lion Cat is the best character ever. Definitely not for children. This uh, this is a definitely an adults only book. Uh, Seven fifty for a nine point eight. I have the Mexican variant of issue number one. Here it is, right here. Oh, it's not even. It's not worth anything. Fourteen ninety nine for a raw comic. No, nine point eight one ninety. Yeah, yeah. You can tell because it says uh, uh, Capitulo Uno, and it's a silver cover. But yeah, but Saga is a very very. People compare it to Star Wars, but it, no, it is no. really it's it is way out there. 
Um, this book has been getting a lot of. of it, is it? Oh. I I saw a great video from a, a fellow YouTuber saying this was yeah. bad spec. Do you think it's bad spec, Tiva? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think that the, they they named the character the a doy. Read the tea leaves. A doy. Uh, I'm gonna say a douye. Maybe or well, whatever. You know what I'm, I'm gonna yeah. say a doy. You spent eight hundred five hundred dollars for a raw. Book. Comic. Did you guys see Unless, the art? Jack, on the come print? on, Jack. Tell me your, give me your take on Let's this. See, one. is there a second uh, print on? I'm, I'm a hundred percent with my guy John's comics for kids. Uh, this is bad. And I think what where people got like thrown off is on the term bad spec because where everybody started like jumping down my throat on my repost uh, of John's video, which I thought was really he he really thought it out and really explained it, but people only jumped on that title bad spec. So they want to bring up that they bought this for cover price. And, yeah, if you bought it for cover price. That's of great. Course, of course, if you got, if you got the regular cover for cover price yeah. or the 125 for ratio. Yeah, you're a winner. You're, that's a great pickup. But that's not what he was talking about. It's the people paying the high market for a character that just came out. What does this character have to do to live up to that level of hype? That is an insane ask of any it has a, He has to show up in Black Panther 2. Is yeah, essentially right, what has right now. Right. He has to show up right now. And if he does, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's not even the highest. 513. Somebody paw, uh, 600 on February 1st wow. for a raw. So, uh, there you go. Good luck to you. I hope that hopefully it happens. But it's just the, that's just the nature of the way things are now. First appearances and people jump all over them. Um, I'm, I knew this was going to be somewhere on some lists. Um, there is going to be a live action masters of the universe, uh, series or film made for Netflix. So, um, so this is masters universe issue. Number one, direct sales four seventy five for 9.8. Um, if it's so, a series, it'll only go one season. Yeah. Well, hopefully yeah, the way Netflix is, unless it's the Witcher or, you know, Emily in Paris. Um, anyway, uh, good to see this Wolverine book on here. This is this is hard to get a nine point eight man. Oh, this black cover, impossible. Yeah, and there was this is they this is they had some bad printing in the days too, where it was like it's like crooked, like the spine it shows the like it, as it goes up. Yeah. yeah, the wrap on it is awful. Uh, but uh, the pr what they were using as a printer back then, not good. Uh, Strange Academy getting some love. Always good to see that. This is the. Um, this is cover A, isn't it? This is cover A. Wow, 9.8, 401. Damn. Well, we said on a long-term spec list that they were going to do a Disney Plus series on it. So there may where there's smoke, there may be more smoke, or there could be fire. You never know. But I'm glad I started pulling all these when I got a chance. I got all the gas lamp issues, too. Uh, oh, you know we love these books on here, man. Come on now. Murder Incorporated, issue number three. Is that Dick Tracy? Yeah, whoa, that, that, whoa, go back to the cover real quick. That's what I want to read it. Stabbed his ass in the back. killer of all time, Dutch Schultz, beast of evil. Is Crime that Dick Tracy? Did. I mean, he has the yellow jacket. And he has the, the yellow the jacket fedora. stabbed yeah. in the back. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Let me see this next cover. This next cover looks pretty cool, too. From 1948. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh. Hey, now. I For all you old cats out there, this looks like a young Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> I, just, oh, I know yeah, I yeah. I know I dated myself by saying that, but if you look at her jaw, her face, it looks like a young Catherine Hepburn. Um, so I and I used to do a Catherine Hepburn uh, impersonation at one point because he's uh, like uh, you know, I ain't gonna do it. Um, <laughs> Miracle Man's been giving some love lately. Uh, so this is Miracle Man number fifty. Ooh, look at that cover. That is gnarly. 
399 for 400 bucks from 9.8 for Miracle Man number 15. Look at all that. People only getting impaled in the background. He's holding a severed head with a sadistic smile on his face. Alan Moore is a really a Man, twisted. Geez. He is a twisted individual, but nice guy. No, you know, just doesn't like uh, talking about his own stuff, though, especially when it gets developed. Uh, I just sent this bad boy out to CGC. I hope I get back a 9.6 or a 9.8. That's what I'm hoping for. I better. But 9.4, 3.45 and a 9.4. So hey, that's not bad at all. Classic topic for Arlen Art. This has been homaged a lot as well. So uh, there you go. Uh, this was on our top 10, I do believe. Uh or was on our sugars list last week. Uh, either way, this is our friends KRS Comics exclusive Warren. Uh, this is the Warren Lou. It's not loud, by the way, because I actually met him at a signing at Comics TNT, and, and he pronounces his last name as Lou. So it's Warren Lou. Stop saying loud, everybody. Uh, all right, all right. Three twenty nine for a nine point eight. Wait, I want to see this other one. I got. I got the Frank Cho variant um, from a vendor who sent me a really awful copy of the. Um, <laughs> Uh, they threw this in as a as an extra, I guess, because the 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 uh, Boba Fett uh, negative cover was so late and was still damaged. Oh yeah, it's a fifteen dollar comic. Thanks a lot, uh, the Hall. Uh, yeah, so it's on my Facebook. Uh, Ryan, uh, man, they shipped it in a plastic bag and uh, a flimsy cardboard. It was just it's very a, very but... very disappointing. Very it's, disappointing. There's a special level of hell for people like that. Yeah, I don't know how they even be. Re oh, look at this gorgeous vampire That's awesome. cover. That's cool. Yeah, I love. I, I tell you, artists love drawing Vampirella. I'm going to tell you right but now. The 70s, that 70s horror vibe is just so awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember 70s horror movies, like especially like from Italy. There was just like <laughs> naked women being killed all the time. It's awesome. just like. It's like a, a weird genre. I was a kid. I was like watching porn, you know, even though it was like, you know, just <laughs> boobies and stuff. But uh, here's a fun Wonder Woman cover. Look at this. A little miniature Wonder Woman. This, this is Wonder Woman 31. It was on 31 issues in 1948. Raw comics over 270. 9.8, 16 grand. Wow. Damn. A 9.8 from... 1948. 1948. Wow. That's pretty. That's amazing. Where did I mean, they yeah. find that at? Like, who had that? I don't know. I just saw a video. Maybe it had like six ticks on the side of it. Right. What is that Big night. Shot Comics? I know. I was just looking at that too. What the hell is this crazy pockbird? Was... Holy cow. This is uh, Big Shot Comics number 20 from 1941. This actually looks newer than 1941. It's, if, it, if they didn't stamp the damn date on it, I wouldn't think it was from 1941. Did that say Oprah Winfrey on the bottom there? No, no. No. Like <laughs> on the bottom In right this, corner. No, it's <laughs> somebody. <laughs> artist. With, it says with, Oprah Winfrey. It looks like it. Uh, in this issue, the Skyman battles the weird vulture man. Also, Joe Palooka, the face, Joe Sparky Paluka. Watts. Captain Devil Dog, Charlie Chan, and Spy Chief. Hey, Sparky Watts. <laughs> that is wild. 235 for Raw. And that's the only Raw's hog that has been never, sold. Never, ever, 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 ever seen that book. Yeah, it's like some Star Wars here, man. This is cool. Star Wars in 87 Direct Edition. Look at that. That's just a dope cover. Peter Dinklage on the bottom there. <laughs> he doesn't, Peter Dinklage does not have that much neck. Um, yeah. Uh, two forty nine for nine point eight. All right, you go Star Wars. I'm telling you, Star Wars books are blowing up now. Um, Ooh, witchcraft. 
Whereas, uh, right, far left, you know, we got to do these horror books every time we look at these. Oh man, that is tales of the supernatural. What year? What do you 10 center? Who's the cover? 1952. I don't know who the cover artist. This comic has a classic cover. I was hoping they were gonna what only 225 bucks for raw. And a nine, a five point five sold for fourteen fifty. Right. I would, I I would if I found it. that in convention for two and a quarter, I'd buy it. Yeah, that's oh sweet. yeah. Telling you anything pre code horror, anything along those lines, you know, uh, I have this. This is a great, fantastic four run. Um, yeah, Comic Forge, shout out to you, guys. And one hundred and forty, right? Come on, people, give me a thumbs up, will you? <laughs> oh man, I'm reading the chat. Here's another Chug gorgeous. Fresh. Appreciate you. Hey, I have a nine six of that book. Yeah, it's impossible to find a nine eight. Yeah, look at the black cover. Impossible. Two hundred two for nine point six, seven hundred and nine point eight. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Hey, man, I got two of these. First appearance of Sunfire, Booyak. Two nine two hundred nine for raw comic. Thirty three hundred for I mean, just people are just you know. Let's end on that detective baby. Come on. That Come Joker cover, Joker Fish, baby. It's Joker Fish. Is that the this Joker is, Fish? Yes, yeah. it is. It is. She's like pointing what him at him, hell like, is you know? that? "Come on, man, <laughs> hands up, Batman! I've got you covered." Oh, fish in my is hands. This, is this the first appearance of the Joker Fish? Yeah. I oh, there so. you go. Twelve hundred dollars for a nine point eight. Uh, recently just sold a one eighty. Uh, Two hundred dollars for eight point five. There you go. All right, boys and girls. Well, that's what is shaking today. Wow, that was a fun list, man. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, sorry I can't highlight signatures while I'm doing this, but, you know, I got work to do. I got to do stuff, man. But, I guess uh, I could have been doing that, man. See, we got... I appreciate all you guys for joining us, man. Um, oh, Also, I want to give a shout out and um, let's see if you guys even remember this, um, how to do this. If you send me a self-addressed stomped envelope... I will send you a free Lord sticker. Okay. Shout out to my man, Mr. Sticker on Instagram. You can go and just, uh, just go and just put these. Oh, in yeah. you want, man. Oh, dude, I like city, this baby. one too. Oh no, that wow. one's dope. I need this that one, one is, is like rounded off. Like, uh, so I went to my supermarket and I was just like, like putting them up <laughs> different places. <laughs> you remember when you were a kid, but uh, so uh, send me a self-adjust mail envelope and I'll give you, I'll give you some for free, man. Uh, shout out. And also follow my man, Mr. Sticker 1904 on Instagram. He does a great job. He also gets down on graffiti and ch- uh, cholo writing, um, but he does these great stickers for me. So uh, if you want it, send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. Remember that when, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you basically, exactly, you know, yeah. that or, or hell, I mean, you know, just send me your address. I mean, hell, I got some forever stamps. I'll mail you some of these, man, and you can just plaster them all over the place. So shout out! I just wanted to give a shout out to Mister Sticker on um, on on Instagram. He does a bunch of stickers and other things. He does larger ones too. At one point, so uh, go get your Lords and Longbox stickers and vandalize your neighborhood. Put them everywhere mm. except for government <laughs> buildings. So except for government buildings, okay? Don't I don't want to get them. But yeah, uh, shout out to everybody. Uh, Jack, any last words? Oh man, appreciate it. Get that Lords in the Long Box hoodie. Gotta have that. Yes, you do. Oh, one more here before we go here. This is how you get a hold of Mr. Sticker. Mr. Sticker nineteen oh four. You see, he does is he gets down on this kind of writing as well. So uh Hit up Mr. Sticker1904 on Instagram. Send him an email. He does stickers and uh, he does it for a really good price. So hit him up. Uh sorry. Go ahead, Jack. Oh no, no, I'm good. All right. Ryan, any last words? It's Thursday. 
I love it. Great list. And the end of the night list was phenomenal, too. Thank you for all of you. What was it, 141 tonight at the top? Yeah, the peak, so. great, crowd. great crowd. Great crowd. Thank you so much. Um, and have a great rest of the week and enjoy your weekend. That's sweet. Uh, sweet uh, he, does he design stuff or does he? Yeah, he designs it. So he yeah, even does. Cool. Uh, San, just, he's from San Diego. That's why 1904 is a is a code for San Diego. Uh, 19 B. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any last words? Yeah, I want to shout out the chat as always because you guys, you know, you guys keep the keep the show hot by giving us those giving us those counts and and giving us those great comments. We appreciate you so much for uh, for supporting the channel on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And if you get, had a good time, make sure you give us a thumbs up. I want to shout out my man Jose Gonzalez at Spidey's Powder Tumblers for sending me this freaking huge. This is cold and man, great stuff right here. Go check him out. Spidey's Powder Tumblers. That's full Ooh. of tequila, too, because he has a drinking problem. <laughs> it is. So, uh... there. <laughs> Shout out to Dollar Bins Comics, uh, Sukentra Geek, Geek, Lon Espinosa, everybody in the live chat. Uh, I'll be back Sunday for Letters in the Long Box with Mikey Sutton, who promises uh, uh, a long-term spec list for Sunday. So Sunday at 5 p.m., we're going to go live with the long-term spec list. I will not be going live on Super Bowl Sunday because I am not going up against Super Bowl. But uh, this weekend, <laughs> no, there's no football. So have at thee. So uh, for uh, Jack, Dark Side Jedi, and JB, this is TiVo telling you to keep digging in them long boxes. And I will see you, boys and girls, on Sunday for Letters of the Long Box with a long-term spec list. So you don't want to miss that. So uh, peace out and stay safe, everybody. Peace.